there's going to be a time in your relationship now or in the future when there is going to be a discrepancy in the way that you both approach a topic or a situation or, you know, like it's going to happen. And so what, yeah, like, what do you want to choose? How, how much ease do you want to have? Or do you want to have the conflict and the drama? It's not wrong. It's just a choice, (laughs) but it's a really, that's a cool conversation. Oh, love that. So grateful for you guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Relationships Done Different podcast. I am one of your hosts, Paula Peralta, and I am joined by three beautiful and brilliant individuals. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So today we are talking about a very, this is a hot button issue here. Um, (laughs) as are, as are most relationship topics. (laughs) Uh, so today we're talking about mixed marriages, mixed relationships, mixed partnerships, whatever you want to, however you want to talk about it and apply to it. And it's funny because this actually, the idea of like a mixed marriage depends on who you're talking to, right? So we're going to kind of go through and address some of the um, the differences that often exist in relationships and how do we navigate them? Uh, go ahead. And it was, no, it's just interesting because when I saw the topic mixed marriages, I was like, what, what does that even mean? I would never do a mixed marriage. Like, does that mean you cheat on your partner or something? I am such a prude. <laughs> like, so what does it mean? What do you mean by mixed marriages? But well, I actually, oh, no, there's two of us. I actually came up with this title for this podcast because to me, mixed marriage is anywhere where you and your partner come from a totally different point of view and a totally different background and maybe have totally different values. And that could be grounds to disagree or not have the same priorities in what you want to create as your life and your future. But there is, there is hope, ladies and gentlemen, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way through and we four are here to guide you to (laughs) set you on the straight and narrow about navigating mixed marriages and making them work for you. So the reason why I came up with this title was um, my husband and I have a lot of differences in how we see the world and how we work and what we choose and value. Example A, hot topic, hot button topic, as Ms. Paula introduced with us this morning, vaccinations and the COVID-19 phenomenon, pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I have more than a healthy dose of skepticism about this vaccination. And I'm not that inclined to do anything anybody tells me to do because I'm a bit of a stubborn bastard. So when a government comes along and says, you must do this, I go, no. And that's not my partner's point of view. So this is the kind of example of having something in your life where you have a different point of view. And it's so easy to go, yeah, but I'm right. No, but I'm right. No, but I'm right. And there's no peace or freedom in that. Mm. 
So how did you, okay. So I'm, I mean, you're still married. (laughs) So, So how did you come to like a resolution or like, what's the, what's the solution around that? Like you're both coming at it from very different places. Um, is it just like an agree to disagree? Like what are the conversations that lead up to the peace that we have in the relationship? Well, even agree to disagree. Let's look at that. Agree to disagree is basically like tolerating each other, but going, okay, well, this topic is off limits. We're just not going to go there. We're not going to have that conversation, but there's still there's it's still there festering when you agree to disagree what we actually have which is so great and in other areas because the other thing is i'm an access consciousness facilitator i use access consciousness tools every day from making coffee in the morning to handling anything in my life i am so grateful for access consciousness and its tools they have changed my life completely and i choose that early in my relationship with my husband, I had this projection on him that he would also want to come to take access consciousness classes and he would want to use the tools. And eventually if I gave him the right book, gave him the right tool, he'd go, yes, I love this. This is mine too. I'm going to have it. And that never really occurred. And it actually created a bit of drama early because there was not just me, other people as well going, here, take it, take it. You're going to love this. And that wasn't the case. So it's not about agree to disagree for us in both those cases. It's going, I honor and respect that you have a different choice. Mm. And I don't try to make you wrong for it. I don't try to talk you around to my point of view. I don't like tolerance to me is, is, um, I mean, if you get the energy of the word tolerance and how it, the energy of it and how it feels to me, tolerance is kind of a yucky feeling. It's like, okay, that's okay that you're choosing that, but you're really not okay with it. You're well, just there's like, so- go ahead. Yeah. Well, there's such a condescension to it. Like it's such a superior, there's a superiority and that never works in relationships long-term. <laughs> and so I think that's the thing is, I mean, what you're talking about is like getting to allowance, right? So, you know, we often, one of the tools that, you know, you mentioned with access consciousness is interesting point of view. And so it's like, that's the tool that you, that you use so often when it's like, okay, we are clearly at odds here in terms of like what we would like to choose you know for for our our lives independently and that does affect like if you've decided to go into a partnership with someone or if you're choosing to like partner and create your life with someone like it can have an effect on that so that thing of like okay interesting point of view that I have that point of view interesting point of view they have that point of view if neither of us are right and neither of us are wrong like how do we create together in a way that works and it's yeah. not, it's not easy, but I, but I think I love that you bring that up about the tolerating, um, because how often do I, and I obviously as a woman, like I see it happening a lot, like women do it with their husbands, like the eye roll and the like, oh, it's just like this silly little thing that he's into. And it's like this constant undermining. Whereas if you're willing to be like, yeah, they love it and it brings them joy. And I don't have to have an opinion about it one way or the other. Like if they're happy, I'm happy kind of is is the way that I often had to like learn to approach 
things in my relationships. And I know there's a big saying like, would you rather be right or be free? And some people are so stuck in their point of view, but really what is that going to create? So sometimes I guess it's like you just got to pick your battles, right? And <laughs> know when to shut up. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going to create the greatest, yeah. Totally. Because Go ahead, Millie. No, I was just going to say the other thing it showed me too, like how far conversations have come. Because to me, mixed marriages was race or religion. And marriages, and I know Christopher always has great historical stories about how things came about and why marriage actually existed. And I think we're entering a time now where these discussions are coming up and they're new and they're new interactions because there was suppression or obligation. And now we have a freedom to explore. And I just think we're in a crunchy phase. So that's why I love that we're having this now, because it just really showed me when we were looking to have this conversation, how far things are come, have come, I should say, and actually the possibilities that now are available because we're willing to have a look at it and be honest with ourselves. Totally. Like I have um, a, a couple of nephews and a niece here in Brisbane where I live. And my youngest nephew, who is, I think he's eight now, he was telling me about his first relationship at school. <laughs> and he was telling me about this girl and why he's with her. And he said, well, the other person I was thinking about being a boyfriend to was my friend Aiden. And I was like, cool, you have no point of view about gender, apparently. You're willing to go wherever. He's like, yeah, well, Aiden, is he really likes Lego and he's very kind. In his world, those were the qualities that made a great relationship. And there was no one in his world that has told him in his eight years on this planet that it, you should only be considering girls as a relationship. So mixed marriage is kind of a funny thing, as you just brought up, Melanie. It's like, what is it now that it never used to be? You know, like today, probably the the challenge that you would come to in terms of being accepted for a mixed marriage is maybe you were married a couple, maybe you were in a throuple, maybe you were marrying or dating a trans person and that whole thing. But the reason why I brought up this topic is no matter the relationship that you're in, there are these places where we have to learn to navigate having different points of view and the allowance piece that you brought up, Paula. Yeah. Well, and we often talk about the five elements of intimacy and, you know, access consciousness. And if you'd like more information, go to accessconsciousness.com. There's like, you can literally find topic, every topic, including relationships. (laughs) But that's the thing is we talked about the five elements of intimacy, which is like honor, trust, gratitude, allowance, and vulnerability. And when you look at like conflict or dealing with conflict or differences, um, whether it's like, you know, background, lifestyle, opinions, you know, political beliefs, whatever that is, it's like always going back to those five element elements of intimacy in your relationship. Like if you have gratitude for your partner, if you're willing to be vulnerable with your partner, you know, like, Hey, thank you for one of the things I love about you is that you are so willing to, you know, speak to what's true for you and not give yourself up. And this is really hard for me because I don't feel the same way that you do. Like right out of the gate, that like gratitude and the vulnerability and the honoring of like, hey, I want you to continue to like be you in the world. And I support Mm -hmm. that. And 
now here's where I'm coming into conflict. So it's like even sometimes that acknowledgement of the conflict, but that willingness to still have that vulnerability and not go right to the fight um, has been such a, it's been such a game changer for me in all of my relationships. And I've had a lot of like mixed relationships, whether it's like race, religion, cultures, you know, just like politics, not so much politics, but, but, (laughs) but like, um, but it's interesting where like, we where so often for much of my life, like, especially when I, as I was like dating younger, I would dating when I was younger, not dating younger men, which is probably another topic for another. Yes. But like, but as I've gotten, as I've matured, I've realized that like, if you, if you don't go to the fight and you actually go to the, like, okay, I know that there's like resolution, there's ease, there's like space available here somewhere. Like that, how do I get there? Like, what is that? How do I create towards that? Like that automatically flips the energy of the situation versus the like, you fucking idiot. Like, why won't you get vaccinated? Or like, why are you being such a sheep? Like, you're just going, you know, like that, like, uh, like you talked about the vaccination thing. Like if you go to it from the fight, which is what so many people do, like, of course you're going to create conflict versus going from that, like those elements of intimacy and being like, okay, let's great. Let's look at this. Yeah. I was even thinking like, um, at the start of a relationship, you know how I think it's changed a lot, but you know, when you kind of cut yourself off when you're first dating someone and trying to align with their point of view, oh yeah, I so believe in like vaccinations when you it doesn't feel right for you, just using that as an example. Um, but then as you get further, further into the relationship, you're like your true colors are, or your real opinions are coming out, and that causes such a rift, like almost you know, when you start giving yourself up or Dr. Jane here talks about in his book, you start cutting off the pieces and parts of you that that person really liked at the start to try and align and agree with them. Um, yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it, it, that's what was coming up for me. It's interesting. One of my favourite analogies is a story from Gary Douglas about the tube of toothpaste and how oh, yes. he loves to um, squeeze from the bottom and his wife's used to love to squeeze from the middle and at the start of the relationship it wasn't a problem but as time went on those things gnaw away at you and it becomes like this big huge deal and it gets completely blown out of proportion so anytime I think of relationship not just romantic ones but with people I always think of the tube of toothpaste story it's like someday it will annoy you you know what I mean and I think what Gary said was if he was to solve the problem now of the tube of toothpaste he'd have got two tubes (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's not like squeeze from the bottom or squeeze from the middle. Who's right? Okay. You know, what different way can we be with this? Two tubes of yeah. toothpaste. So, you know, vaccinations, religion, uh, you know, all these big hot topics. And then I think of a tube of toothpaste and buying two is actually a stroke of genius. So, you know, you're not always going to see eye to eye, but like what possibilities are available you haven't considered. And if you really would like to create with the person, are you going to let it be such a big deal that it's going to absolutely destroy everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that gets, that gets back to the honor thing that Paula was talking about, just not, not making them trying to get them to see your way, honoring that they want to do it differently. I've got a great example of that too, with, with um, my husband and I, we have a really different way with things being locked. And I come from a part of Canada where no one locked their doors and, I'm, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's have all the windows open and unlocked and all the curtains open. 
and Drew is a lot more, um, <clears throat> he likes things locked and closed and he's a lot more private of a person than I do. It's different boundaries and barriers. One thing that often frustrates me is when I get home and I've got like bags and the door's locked and I've got to hunt for my keys and get the right key and the key's always in the opposite pocket to the <laughs> to the arm that has all this. Anyway, it's always a bit of a drama. So what Drew does is he knows how I like it. So when I get home, when he knows I'm coming home, he'll leave that door unlocked so that I can just push it open and it's no fuss around for keys. And I know he's doing it for me and it's a small thing, but it's honoring where I'm different and the way I actually like things. And instead of making me wrong for it, he's actually honoring something mm. different like it seems like such a little example but every time so he does it for me it's like so sweet oh, exactly it is so sweet and actually too like even even melanie hearing you and then talk about the two tubes of toothpaste like i can i can hear in my head all the places will be like people would say like that's ridiculous like why would you buy two tubes of toothpaste when you could just go through one or like you know that's so excessive but it's like i also then immediately realized that some people just love the conflict and so that's where you have to be really honest in relationships is like, do you, and not just romantic relationships, all your relationships, like if you love conflict, like, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but there might be an easier way. <laughs> so. Is it, is it the, some people love the makeup sex after the conflict. That's <laughs> true. That's true too. Well, the thing, the thing too is like, yes, do you actually like fighting with your partner and B, the question that I often go to that really helps me here is what am I not willing to receive from them? Mm. Like quite often the most difficult thing in a relationship is receiving how much someone actually really adores you. Like they don't have the judgments of your body that you do. They don't have the, the points of view about you that you do. And that can be difficult to receive like that they actually just adore you. So you create these areas where you can have a fight or have a disagreement so that you can push them away or remain separate from them in some way. You know, it's all about annihilating that intimacy that's possible. And what I'll often go to is, okay, what am I not willing to receive here? And that will start to unravel that desire for separation. I love that. Hmm. That's awesome. Hmm. <sighs> So, mixed marriages. <laughs> you can, I think it's the new future. It is. Yeah. Well, and like when you start to look at just the diversity of the world and how quickly the world's changing, like <clears throat> some people take time to, you know, catch up to whatever's changing or to the, you know, social issues or the, you know, just lifestyle things that come up. So like there's going to, there's going to be a time in your relationship now or in the future when there is going to be a discrepancy in the way that you both approach a topic or a situation or, you know, like it's going to happen. And so what, yeah, like, what do you want to choose? How, yeah. how much ease do you want to have? Or do you want to have the conflict and the drama? It's not wrong. It's just a choice, <laughs> but it's a really, that's a cool conversation. Ooh, love that. So grateful for you guys. Well, I think, folks, that's all we've got for this week on mixed marriages. But join us next time on the Relationship Done Different podcast, where we will be discussing riveting topics such as business 
with your honey. That's right. <laughs> We're going to explore creating a business with your partner. Bring on the money, honey. Mm -hmm. Speaking of conflict. <laughs> Speaking of conflict and being right. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.